welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about the myth of right. Hello, Janine. Hey, Shannon. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's a beautiful day in St. Louis. It's not. Even, it's like 80 degrees. The sun is shining. It's very. Uh, it's very nice because it's been either raining or hot all, oh. all for the last month. So, so it's nice. Wow, that is nice. It's mm-hmm. 86 and sunny here. Oh, warmer in Portland than in St. Louis. You should come for a visit. <laughs> that allow you know the, that disparity will last for just the time it takes you to get here. <laughs> right, <laughs> and then it, you know all bets are off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my. Uh, visiting St. Louis window is closed for a few months, I think. Mm. You don't want to come here on a knee scooter? Uh, yes, I do not want to come on a knee scooter, um, especially when it's hot and humid or there are tornado. <laughs> I can't get to the basement, so. Oh, right. Yeah, that won't work. <laughs> 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 so uh, we'll, we'll have to wait till maybe the fall. Well, that would be great. We'd love to have you here in the fall. Yeah. You and Mike, come on out. That would be fun. Yes. We will get him there one of these days. Right. So today we are talking about the myth of right. It's another one of those topics that sounds kind of tantalizing and mysterious to me. Does it? <laughs> yeah well the the idea behind this topic is um, how a lot of times what sort of fuels perfectionism is this belief that you know there's a right way to do something and, and a wrong way presumably yes or everything else is wrong perhaps yes there's a right way and then every other way (laughs) which just reminds me i know someone who worked for mcdonald's once and they like on their first day they were like they were told there's the mcdonald's way and the wrong way oh my (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if that's still how they (laughs) train people because i think that probably would have been in the 70s that that Uh was the training motto (laughs) um but so the the idea is sort of this same in that there there is not actually I mean there there is there are ways that are better than other ways there are ways that are um, more useful there are ways that are easier there are ways that get the results you want but I think the more we can get away from thinking about right and wrong um, the easier it will be for us to let go of these perfectionistic ideals that hold us back. Well, that that makes a lot of sense. It seems to me like there's a lot of gray area between wrong and right. Yes. In the in, in the realm of good enough, right? So right. if we can think about yeah, think about it's not black and white in that way. Yes. Uh, 
And yeah, I mean, I'm even, yeah, I was going to say I'm having perhaps as a naturally good enough person a little trouble even relating, but but that's not true. I have lots of things where I think it's the right way. I mean, I'm, I'm not very flexible with grammar like we've talked about mm-hmm. before, or yeah. certainly not with spelling. Um, <laughs> but there are right ways to spell things, but actually that's not necessarily true. There are also are alternate ways to spell things. Yeah. I just happened to read um, something online that was, um, it was something like 10 grammar things to get over. Mm-hmm. And it was like people that were, people have been using sort of incorrect grammar for so long, it's just in the lexicon and it's sort of accepted now. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them was, um, what was it? Irregardless. Ah, I just, no. I no, still no, no. can't. <laughs> that just is like nails on a chalkboard. I'm never but, getting over that. Yeah. But the thing is, you don't have to point it out. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I am over, I have gotten over pointing it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's um, interesting. Yeah, yeah. But so, you know, and, and I think the reason why this is really relevant to people who tend towards perfectionism is because um, what you deem as right is what it, it equals perfect. Mm-hmm. So it's not right unless it's perfect. And in so many situations, perfection isn't even attainable. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, then it's always wrong. Right. <laughs> so you're living with, if it's not, yeah, if it's not perfect, which it isn't going to be, that means it's wrong. In yes. This, in this way of thinking. Well, that's yeah. not a fun way to live. No. No. And then, and then, you know, that's how you get into those cycles of like beating yourself up. Like, you know, I can't even do this right. Well, depending on the situation, there, no one may be able to do it right. Mm-hmm. You know, and also, you know, there are so many times where there are a lot of options for right. What could be considered right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, just think about, I mean, I was just thinking about, like, podcasting. There are so many different types of podcasts out there, so many different ways to do it, so many different results, but also it's still all recorded audio entertainment or sometimes video that different people will enjoy for different reasons. Exactly. So it's all right, or it's all good enough. Right. And it's all done, and none of it's perfect. That's right. I mean, there it's it's so true, and it's so easy for people to not like. If someone wanted to start a podcast, it would have been so easy for us. But you know, thank goodness our topic was what it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it would have been so easy to not even do it because we didn't know the right way to do it. Correct. Absolutely. I'm trying to stop myself from saying right as a response to this. Yeah. Um, correct. It's, there is, there's, yeah, there isn't a right way and it could have been paralyzing. Yeah. And exactly. also that sort of seems like that means people maybe think all or nothing. Like if you, like the one the thing that just, example that just popped into my head thinking about 
like client my clients is you know I want to know the right way to handle my mail yes and I usually say as I think I'm sure I've said on the podcast before if you do nothing else you know don't let the throw away the junk mail immediately so that's Mm -hmm. a small a, a small thing that you can do that reaps huge benefits even if you're not uh, handling the rest of it perfectly or uh, the right way or a way that feels um, complete. You know, you could Mm -hmm. do the rest of your mail once a week. Um, But on a daily basis, get rid of the detritus and you're you're on your way. And that's not necessarily textbook, but it works. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's the thing is that you, and then you sort of, you have a place to go from and it's and you know on for different people for different even for the same person in different situations what is going to work the best you know the sort of the best way or the most efficient way for them to handle the mail could change over time and if you're sort of locked into the I have to do this the right way and this is the right way then um wanting or needing to change that can feel like failure mm-hmm. when it's right. just adapting and growing and evolving and doing what you need to do to respond to the situation and quite the opposite of failure yeah yeah interesting you know i just was thought the thing that just zipped through my head is my this genealogy research trip that I talked about a couple of weeks ago? Oh, uh huh. Where I think it was in our "Let It Be Easy" episode, where I said that I realized I wasn't letting the planning of this genealogy research trip be easy, and that I was going to shift my the way I would think about it. And I've been working on it because the trip is coming up in a couple of weeks, and um, it's been really, really hard to let it be easy because I think. I'm just, it's just hitting me now. I think the reason it's been so hard is I have in my mind that there's a right way to do this. Oh. And it's been a really overwhelming process. And uh-huh. um, I actually think I made some breakthroughs <laughs> over the weekend, but I spent <laughs> a lot of time with this. And um, I am finding liberation in this conversation because there isn't a right way to do this. I mean, there is a way that I hope will work well and every, every, all my efforts will be helpful. But I need. I think I was getting a little perfectionistic about it because I really want to be able to make sure when I'm there, I'm maximizing every drop uh-huh. of time I have, and I also want to be able to talk about it with my blog readers and so forth, and you know, really tell them how to do it right. And that's just that's really making. Um, I'm really. It's holding myself l- back. Yeah, and it's a little crazy making. Because, <laughs> because, you know, depending on what you're hoping to gain from this research trip, there's a, dozens of different ways you could approach it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. And that's the thing. That's what I've been zigging and zagging. And um, between the very, among the, uh, between, among the various ways. And uh, I've at least got it. Now I know what order I'm doing things in and. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's getting better. But yeah, it's crazy making, and it's crazy. I mean, it's not, it's just, I. it's the opposite of how I think of myself as being. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, that's an interesting experience for you, I bet. Yeah, it really is. That's so, it, it really is. And it's funny because when we started talking about this, 
when we decided a few minutes ago that this was going to be our topic, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure <laughs> that I was even going to be able to relate to it or what it was, you know, where uh-huh. I was going to come at. And, and instead, I've had a really helpful to me epiphany. So thank you. Well, this is this is my favorite kind of topic for us to have. It's where you're like, I'm not sure I really get it, but let's go for it. And then uh-huh. you're like, oh, oh, I get it. Yeah, I'm doing oh, that. Right. <laughs> I'm falling right into that thing we're talking about avoiding. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks. So um, I think that actually I literally feel a little bit excited and um, free or less burdened. But yes. I've been letting this trip burden me, which is also the opposite of helpful (laughs) yeah because this is supposed to be fun right yeah i mean that's sort of my assumption (laughs) i'm doing it because i want to do it yeah Yeah. but i was getting a perfectionistic about it yeah so when i come back from who knows maybe i'll probably not record while i'm on the trip but when i come back um i can let you know how that worked out yeah that would be great. I would love to hear that. But, it, but you know, that sort of goes to our theme that we keep coming back to over and over again is knowing why it's important to you. Um, so then you can assess, you know, of all the options you have, which one gets you where you want to go. And that's the, you know, that's the, the sort of if we're gonna use the term right, that's the right one to choose, is the one that's gonna get you in the direction you wanna go in. Mm-hmm. Um, because there, there is not one right way to do a research trip. There's not one right way to clean a kitchen. There's not one right way to exercise. Um, you know, I'm just thinking of all of these things where it's easy to not do something because you think you can't do it the right way. Right. There's not one right way to make dinner or walk your dog. I mean, the, yeah. yeah, everything. I mean, anything. I mean, I'm sure there are things th- that do have right ways, and people like neurosurgeons might follow those. Yeah, but you know but what? People are. Too, I'm sure. I was going to say there. People are making innovations all the time, mm-hmm. and, and everyone's every brain's different. Yeah. I mean, inside. I mean, presumably they don't always <laughs> encounter the same thing that they're right. expecting when they right <laughs> my brain just took a little uh vacation just a second ago <laughs> no i knew what you were saying okay, <laughs> but um but it, it is also relevant in thinking you know all brains are different in how we think too mm-hmm. um <laughs> yes do you like that one? I just think, I just like, I, I don't know. I was just thinking how I didn't, it, I didn't even recognize the double meaning to what I was saying. <laughs> I was being really literal. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. Aww. Um, yeah, but so, so th- how to, how to move away from um, that feeling of um needing to needing to do it the right way starts with recognizing all of these ideas that you know there there probably isn't just one right way there are many possible ways um knowing what's important to you will help you 
choose the way that um, gets the, the results you want. And I think that's really what we're after is like um, when you sort of back away from the right and wrong thing, it's like, well, why am I doing this? Um, and and what's going to be most efficient or what's going to be most fun or what's going to be um, most energizing or what's going to be most doable or, you know, it, it can be that simple. Mm-hmm. Which option gets me where I want to be? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I just um, commented on someone's post on Facebook about she was asking about uh, ideas for non-traditional wedding dresses. And so I gave her some advice since I had to, I picked a non-traditional wedding dress not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then we had a little bit of exchange. And the, and the thing that I told her, I said the problem with sort of a non-traditional wedding anything is that you all of a sudden everything becomes possible right and so then you can it can get really hard to make decisions and so to start with something that you're really clear about whatever that is and then go from there and and so what i told her was that i started with how i wanted to feel during and after our wedding and how i wanted our guests to feel during and after our wedding and then I let all of my choices be dictated by, you know, when I came up with a really clear feeling of like, you know, what do, what's the one way I want people to describe our wedding after the fact? And then I made my choices based on that. Wow, that's wonderful. That's great advice. What, the, uh, two things jump, two questions come to mind. One, what was the word that you wanted people to feel? I wanted people to feel like they'd been to a really fun party full of love. Oh, mission accomplished. Fun <laughs> fun was the word that jumped to my mind when I thought yeah. about how I, how I felt about your wedding because uh-huh. I was fortunate enough to be there. Fun and loved. Absolute fun. Yeah, you did it. You, you nailed it. That's excellent. And then the other question is, uh, presumably Mike was on board with that vision. Yeah. Or did you just get absolutely. to make all the decisions? Okay. Well, I I made most of the decisions, but I said, you know, I told him, I said, this is the feeling that I want to have. I want it to be this fun party. I want it to be really, you know, personal, but not like, I don't want to veer into cheesy personal, you know, like Mike plus Shannon stuff, you know, like, not mm-hmm. like that. But I just want it to be like a room full of love. Mm-hmm. And um, and this fun party, and he's like, I'm down with that. And then I would show him stuff, and he'd be like, he'd either have an opinion or he'd be like, whatever you want. <laughs> and mostly, he didn't really care. And then at the end, he was like, I he's not very good at um, sort of taking parts and visualizing the whole. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I didn't really get how that was all going to come together, but it was perfect. He's like, that was exactly what I wanted. Oh, isn't that nice? Yeah. Um, but yeah. but that's starting. Your Facebook friend appreciated that. She did. Advice. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but that's how I ended up picking my wedding dress. I thought about how I wanted to feel in my wedding dress. Mm. Well, that wedding dress, which was, what, what do you call the color of that dress? Um, spe- is there a special word for it? Well, it's a little more blue than, um, a lot of people call it teal, but it's a little more blue than teal. A little oh. less green, a little more blue. Yeah, I'm um, not, I'm color challenged, but I would yeah. never call that dress teal. But no. it was a beautiful dress, and it was definitely a non-traditional color. Yeah. Well, you know, dress. our our I think they called it lapis. Oh. But it's not really quite lapis either. Lapis no. is more blue than, and it has a little bit of green in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, you know, our house is now painted the same color. I, I know your house is beautiful. And um, you, did you take the wedding dress to the paint store? I did not. My husband did. <laughs> Mike, I, I know you're listening. You're coming across pretty fine here. I, <laughs> I know he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and this is not just like knit, um, cherry picking, like good things he's done. This is just like how he is. But I had been, because we were building this other property, then I just planned the whole wedding. And so I had, and then my mom had to go into assisted living and I was having to deal with her house. I mean, I would like had major 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 decision fatigue and we had sort of decided the general idea a color scheme that we wanted to paint the house and he had brought all these paint chips home and I was like I I can't decide I want something like this but like the specific color just pick something and I'll be happy and so he's like okay and there was a um I don't know if you remember my dress I had it hemmed so it was a little bit longer so it had like a little bit of like a little baby train in the back and mm-hmm. a piece of the tool tore off during dancing and I had taken it and tied it around Mike's neck like a bow tie over uh-huh. the top of his tie and he kept that which I didn't know and so he took that piece of my dress into the paint store and mm-hmm. had them match it um, so but the <sighs> I love that. And one of the things that seems so smart about that to me as somebody who gets overwhelmed by choices is he was just, he instead of like looking at all the blues and seeing which one was closest to the blue that was your dress, he just had them, he just took it in. That's so smart. He he did what he's really good in, uh, what he's really good at doing, as we talked about in episode 17, he asked for help. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he also, I mean, I thought it was so brilliant because he knew I would like that color. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was really um, smart. But yeah, but so my whole point in bringing that up was that um, that paint color is called Under the Stars. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. So whatever that means. <laughs> oh, yeah. It does seem like a blue, though. Under the Stars sounds blue somehow. For yeah. Some, yeah. Um, well, that is a, an untraditional way to select house paint as well. Yes, <laughs> and there is, there is no one right way to one, no one right way to do that either. No, no, I I know I did that unwittingly. I just gave a whole bunch of examples of a whole <laughs> yeah. lot of different ways to do things that aren't the traditional right way to do them. Right, and yet uh, great happiness and success has has resulted. So true. <laughs> yeah, I love looking at our house. Yeah, I, I did too. It, it stands out. It looks so nice. It looks so nice in your neighborhood, and 
Yeah, I bet your neighbors love it. Mm-hmm, they do. It's so funny. Our neighbors across, this is a total aside, but you know, we do tangents. <laughs> Our neighbors across the street just got their house painted and it used to not be attractive at all. It was like this sort of bright yellow with bright blue trim. Mm-hmm. And um, I was super happy that they got it painted before I had my surgery because the two couches that we have, we have a couch in the family room and the and then a couch in the living room and both look out the same front window that looks at that house. And I was super happy that I got to look at their beautiful newly painted house while recovering instead of the really, really awful color house. Right. <laughs> Do you still have to have a uh, porta potty to look at when you look out your window? I have no idea. Oh, well, it's become invisible. I thought you were asking me about something from my recovery. I was like, I didn't ever have a porta potty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was talking about the one that's right outside yeah. your window across the street. I have the no idea. The mysterious porta potty that appeared in your neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's like claimed to. It's like, well, we we think that maybe all the UPS and delivery drivers <laughs> got together right. and put it in. <laughs> yeah. So far, only the, they're the only ones using it, huh? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I can't see right now because I'd have to stand up to look, and I have my leg all propped up, and yeah, yeah we don't too, that. too much work. Right. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think that there was one other thing I wanted to say about right and wrong. Um, but sort of, the, I guess the idea of releasing yourself from this notion of needing to get something right is a huge step to letting go of perfectionism. Okay. And... And, and recognizing, you know, there are all these different ways to get where you want to go. And, yeah, and one, it, it isn't that one of them is the right way. Right. Right. I feel like that's very liberating. Or could be. Yeah. And it's also gentle. Right. And I like gentle. Yeah. It, it is. It's so, it's a, it's a great way to be nice to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and to also, you know, sort of after the fact, not beat yourself up. This is what I wanted to say was that, you know, you, you, you make a choice, you do something and perhaps it doesn't turn out the way you want to. It doesn't mean you did it wrong. It just means you have information on how you might choose to do that differently in the future. Mm-hmm. That's very nice. Yeah. Um, but, but moving out of that black and white, right or wrong paradigm is very liberating. Yeah, excellent. All right. We Anything else you want to say about that? No, it's like, I thought this was going to be a super short episode, but it, it isn't. It's a, just a teeny bit shorter than normal. Right. Uh, no, I think that's great. And I got a personal benefit, so I'm happy. <laughs> you're you're done. Yeah. <laughs> I got what I needed. I'm out of here. <laughs> I like how, like, secretly um, this is all about, like, helping you find the things where you're stuck that you didn't realize were a- about perfectionism. Um, 
Right. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I mean, it's only happened a couple of times, but it's yeah. sort of exciting when it does. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's good. Yeah. 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 Um, Excellent. But it, that's something I think we should talk about in the future is that, you know, we're all not one or the other. Like, correct. You know, we've set up this dichotomy that you're the perfectionist and I'm the not in this relationship when in fact, yeah. I keep coming up with ways I'm a perfectionist. You're you're doing an excellent job of letting go of perfectionism. Well, but I think the beauty about um, the places where you get perfectionistic is that um, in a lot of cases, you know, you sort of figure it out and move through it, but you don't, it's not a label that sort of haunts you or makes you feel Mm -hmm. bad. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I think there's a lot to be learned by that yeah I oh well thank you and I do think that there's some fodder here for a future episode yeah all right well for now let's um, wrap up the myth of right okay. and we would love to hear from you do you struggle when you think there's a right way to do things and everything else is wrong um, you can leave us a voicemail at 413-424-GTGE that's 4843 you can um, find us on Instagram at getting to good enough on Facebook at getting to good enough and on Twitter at GTG enough um, and of course you can always leave a comment on the show notes for this episode or any other episode you have a comment about at gettingtogoodenough.com. So for now, this is Shannon in Portland, Oregon. And Janine in St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> and we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. I figure everyone knows us well enough. We don't need last names anymore. (laughs) So we're on a first name basis with our listeners.